0: Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 35. Yes, it's my voice again. I'm back. I'm back editing. I'm back doing the pre-intro for you. Uh, Thank you so much, Matt, for covering for two weeks while I uh, was an adult and actually bought a house and moved into my stuff into it. Um, This is why it might sound a little bit echoey to you right now. Uh, I've set up my stuff in a little corner but it needs a little bit of acoustic insulation so I don't get that reverb-y sound on there. That'll happen in due course. Unfortunately, we're just gonna have to deal with it for now. Also, as well as buying a new house, I got a new dog. He's amazing, love him to pieces, but you know, what you might hear is occasional just that click, click, click of his claws on the, the laminate flooring as he decides to go for a little walk. Uh, so I've tried to sort of noise gate it and make sure you don't hear it too much. But if you do hear it, it's 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 good. He's just looking for attention. That's it. This week's podcast was a bumper one. We had a great time recording this one. Uh, a really great laugh, actually. We talk about Keanu Reeves and his new comic. We talk about some uh, some Star Trek stuff, including a new animated series. Um, we talk about Tom Cruise and his mission to film something in space. And we have a new section to the show. A new section. I know. Exciting. It has its own theme music and everything. So, I, do you know what? you you enjoy listening to this podcast if you do please 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 hit subscribe uh share it with people that you know uh leave us a review on itunes or wherever you listen to this podcast if it's spotify or overcast or anything like that we'd love to see what you think of the show and follow us on all of our social media on twitter on uh instagram on facebook you'll find the links for all of them in the description for the show as well pop onto our Patreon, we've got lots of content that we've got ready to put up on there that we want to give people who want to have a little bit more from the show and be a little bit more involved, uh, so get our, get on Patreon get signed up, you can pledge just a little about a pound a month if you really want, this little amount it doesn't have to be huge amounts, but I've spoken enough, two minutes, oh, I've spoken well enough, without further ado let's go into the podcast <laughs>
1: The what was it the the top five last week mm. the, the big problem I found with it was just like we are both just saying the entire episode we I know whole, like, we are just <laughs> describing a full like that's why it ended up being so long because we spent about half an hour I
0: know surely re- on that I remember think I remember thinking that I even thought that at the time as we Same. were talking I was like. Same. We're saying a lot. This is more than we normally explain (laughs) at top five.
1: (laughs) We we wanted to make our points. But what if people have not seen it?
0: I need to.
1: They need to know. It was fine to. It was fine to like cut most of it out. It was yeah. easy enough to do, and thank God we could could, could cut all of Raw Shark out. But I think that was probably for the best. Yes, because I felt I, really bad because like you were coming up with these theories, and I was like, they, they they did that.
0: I know this is my prop. Oh, I need to watch this show. You do. I, I'm so I'm terrible. I'm the worst geek. Um, <laughs> That's how I feel this week with
1: the, with the... I haven't consumed as much as I wanted to.
0: What? Like how How's week. your week been? What have you been up to? You, I, haven't, I
1: haven't really been up to much other than just working and working and working and, and getting home and just being so tired.
0: Yeah. Like just not being able
1: you, to concentrate on anything.
0: Do you still feel like it's like uh, you're not quite over lockdown yet? It's still like... I, I find that I just don't know what day it is. Ever. It's exactly
1: that. But I think it's just now that... um there's this whole masks in shops Mm. situation. And the problem is, is people aren't that they're either wearing masks and being too close or they're not wearing masks. And you're just like, and it becomes stressful. So you're constantly on this like high anxiety. You know, when you see a cat with their back, like um, arched up, that's how I felt all week because people are coming in and they're being too close. And I'm just like, guys, please just, 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 like m- keep away and you're just heightened the whole day so by the time you get home you're exhausted mentally I, I,
0: I, I've I've grown very impatient um, with <laughs> with, the feeling. with masks not not wearing of masks it's mm. the people who are being dicks about mm. masks um, so like my part time job like we we have to wear masks all day mm. uh, so I, you know I'm in eight hours a day wearing this mask um, it is horrific, uh, but you get on with it. It's what it is, but it's, like, it's just warm. You... Yeah. Do you know what? And <laughs> Oh man. Like if anything is going to make me shave, it's wearing a mask, right? (laughs) I have never been so itchy. Like, it's so itchy, right? There is is. not enough beard oil and face cream in the world that can get rid of the itch under a mask, right? But like, there's people who like, I'm wearing mine for like eight hours a day and God bless like, um, I don't believe in God, but God bless (laughs) (gasps) um, doctors and nurses who are wearing not just one mask, but they're maybe wearing two masks plus all the PPE, plus fate of eyes and they're wearing them not just for eight hours they're wearing them for 12 16 hours a day yeah. to save our lives to protect us right and someone comes in and goes oh, i can't wear this mask for 20 minutes like, ridiculous it's i like just right this is this this is going out in the podcast this week wear a fucking mask it wear doesn't kill mask it doesn't kill you now and listen i do understand that there are some people maybe it triggers anxiety mm. uh maybe you do have some severe um health issue where you can't wear a mask but then i would also turn around and say the reason we are wearing these masks is for people like you if you've got a major health problem we're wearing the masks to protect people like you because we don't want you to die we don't we want to make sure like that's the thing and if you've got anxiety about wearing a mask listen i totally appreciate that but there are a million ways to shop (laughs) <laughs> right exactly. That don't yeah. involve you going to a place where you have to there's there's online delivery there's click and collect where you don't even have to enter the shops that you're going to just I, but I do understand on the, but again I do understand the need to go out. of course I do yeah like oh, there was yeah. like my I, I suffer from depression I suffer from anxiety mm-hmm. um lockdown wasn't healthy for me um but we're wearing these masks to protect people we're not wearing them. And, uh, it's just people. Sorry, this is turning There's into no, a massive run.
1: Here's how I would like put it to people who like say they don't want to wear a mask and say that they're useless. Again, it's wearing a mask is not about protecting yourself. It's about protecting those around you. Mm. So think of it like this: Would you be happy if you had to have a major operation? would you be happy with the surgeon not wearing a mask? Yeah. You have to have a six-hour operation because they're not wearing that mask to protect themselves from your open wound. They are protecting your open wound from from them, it, from them yeah. infecting it with their breath or, yeah. you know, what's what's coming out of their mouth. Because you never know what, what... No one knows what we've got inside us until we've been tested for something.
0: And the other thing is, is can people stop with the bullshit conspiracy theories of oh, yeah. this is the world order control, this is... Uh, It's all about control. This is 5G. This is whatever. Like, can we just stop with that for a second and just think about the wider implication that people are dying because of coronavirus, because of like COVID-19. And they're dying in stupid numbers. And this country itself, like in the UK, we've got one of the worst death rates around the world. Yeah. We need to start looking after each other. We need to be sensible. Wear a fucking mask. Even if like if it's just to go in the... Listen, if you're walking down the street and you're you're no one else, take your mask off. But if you're walking into an enclosed space, wear a fucking mask. Seconded. If Iron Man can wear a mask and save the world... <laughs> You have your chance to save the world by wearing a fucking mask. If Spider Man can wear a mask.
1: If uh, I'm trying to now think of don't 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 like... talk
0: about Batman's mask because he failed miserably at this. Oh shit. yeah, no. However, he's the
1: guy. He's the guy with the nose hanging over the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Also, right. <laughs> if you're gonna wear a mask, wear it properly. Listen, <laughs> under your chin, right. It's not a chin support, right? No. Right. And and also like covering yes your mouth and not your nose. Doesn't count, right? Lifting it off your face to talk to someone. Oh, I've
1: had that so much. Every oh. time they talked, they would take it off. And you're just like, no, no, no,
0: stop, stop. It's it's so ridiculous, this whole mask shit. Like, like as I said, like doctors and nurses... They've been wearing these masks and they save fucking lives, right? And you guess what? You, the ordinary person on the street, me and you, Matt, we have the opportunity to save our lives by also wearing a fucking mask for a lot less time, mm. right? Just think, as you said, let's just think of ourselves as superheroes. Yeah. That's a okay. good way of thinking about it. That's, that, that's,
1: that sounds like a much better movie than the one that we're currently in. Uh, <laughs> it's like the end of the world. <laughs> Uh, uh. Uh, (laughs) can can we pick the movie we're in please because oh my god right
0: (laughs) just when i thought 2020 couldn't get any worse by the way i was driving home and someone someone has covered top loaders dancing in the moonlight i was like fucking 2020 has peaked right
1: (laughs) Like, like No, I don't want to turn on the radio in case I hear it.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it's bad as well. It's like you've ruined the
1: radio for me.
0: (laughs) It's one of those covers where they're they're just—you know—where the singer is just trying too hard. Oh no! Do you know the one I'm talking about? They're glaring it. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just like, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I heard it, and I was like, like I just thought, I thought 2020 was bad enough, and then suddenly, do you know what? Like. You know the guy who turned around at the beginning of the year, like at new year, and went, man, 2020's going to be sick. Do you think they regret mm. it now?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember all those memes that said, like, what do you think you're going to be doing next year? I don't know. I don't have 2020 vision. No one saw this coming.
0: <laughs> oh. 2020
1: was the Mandarin in the Iron Man 3 trailer. You're I, never going to you know, see
0: me coming. Do you know what? 2020 has broken memes. I'll tell you that, right? <laughs> Fuck me. The memes that have been thrown around this year are like the best. They're top quality memes, I will say, right?
1: Oh, we've got nothing better to do than make <laughs> memes.
0: <laughs> I just I just can't believe... There's one of my favorite ones I've seen, right? It's a Star Wars one. Um, and it's, uh, it's General Grievous and Obi-Wan fighting against a door. And it's the door from The Shining, right? <laughs> yeah. And so like, it, it's uh, General Grievous on one side and then it's like a light, a blue lightsaber coming through the other side, and then it cuts to, and then the next frame down is Obi Wan Kenobi's head popping through the door like uh, Jack Nicholson's going, "Hello there," and then, <laughs> and the last one is obviously Grievous going, "General Kenobi, it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, utter genius." That's one of those things that I wish I'd created that. I wish I know. I'd created that meme.
0: Damn. I I saw that and I went, you know what? Whoever created that, well done, well done. Yeah. You, did you see? Oh my god! Talking about things that have won the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the thing that was going around yesterday?
1: What was this? What, what it was.
0: This? Uh, it was like um, I've got a, like people going. I've got a joke about this, but something right. So one of them. So uh, I've got a joke about Charles Manson and it kills. Mm-hmm. And then Monica Lewinsky of all people responded with, "I've got a joke about interns, but dot dot dot. Never mind." And I swear to God, I actually put my phone down, stood up and applauded. It was (laughs) that good.
1: It was a very, no, yeah, probably one of the best jokes Twitter has ever hosted. Definitely.
0: It was insane. I, you know what? Monica Lewinsky, man, she has like absolutely rocked the shit that came up against her after all that happened and the shit that she's put through her entire life, right? Mm. She is, she is like Amazing. There's like two people who have like owned their shit so well on social media and it's her and James Blunt.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Did you see his post yesterday as well? No, I didn't. He, he posted one of those face apps of, uh, you know, you know, when they do the older or the younger or sometimes they switch yeah, yeah, their gender. Yeah, yeah. He posted a picture of himself that had been like made into a woman and he was like, yeah, I'd fuck me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did that. You know, it's like you, you do like older, younger, yeah. hot And then you put the one of you that, you know, the four. Yeah, I did that. And it was just four pictures of Sulu. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I,
1: (laughs) I did. I did the old one. I did the Mm. old one. It was like, I, I made myself older. I was like, this is exactly what I thought it would be. And exactly how I feared. I looked exactly like my dad. Seriously? Oh, exactly like my dad. Oh my God. It's, I it's need like to see this. a picture need- of my dad older and a picture of me. And it's just like, yeah, this, this. You need yeah. to
0: send that to me. That is amazing. <laughs> it's I need on to my see
1: Instagram. You have to go through a lot of pictures of coffee to get ah. there. But, but 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 it's in my Instagram feed somewhere if you dig deep enough.
0: Oh, I cannot wait to find. I am going into your Instagram. <laughs> I am going to find this and I am going to like the shit out of it. <laughs> that is phenomenal, mate. Yeah. Oh. I love it so what apart from working this week what have you managed to watch this week
1: uh what have I been watching well I still haven't finished Swamp Thing but I've been Mm. continuing I'm really really enjoying it uh it seems yes there are still terrible people it's a show still filled with terrible people even to the point where even the little girl was revealed to be a terrible person (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: little girls are terrible people how have (laughs) people not cottoned on to this yet
1: I just, I was watching it. I remember turning to Kelly and and saying like, I thought, I knew this show was filled with terrible people, but the girl as well? <laughs> really? I couldn't believe it. She'd obviously she's been yeah. like possessed by a ghost of another dead girl. But and it was like, oh my God. But then there's, that they're, they're, they're bringing in some, it turns out some people aren't as bad as was currently revealed. They're going really... Um, they're got, they're cutting deep into their like DC characters really? in terms of like so so in it is also the Blue Devil, right? Who I'd never really heard of. I had to I had to look him up because I was like, what? Who is this character supposed to be? And they've done him kind of all right. So in the comics, Blue Devil is. Uh, a stuntman who wanted to make it in the movies but ended up doing some weird mm. thing and, and that he created this sort of character and it was, like, it was called like the blue devil costume and he did this thing which essentially seared, he had like a fight with a demon and he seared the costume onto his body so he's forever the blue demon. Uh, but in the series he's a stuntman who wanted to take the role of the blue demon because the actor in the movie he was working on was an asshole mm. and he knew he could like take over. Yeah. He makes a deal with some shady guy. He thinks he's a movie producer but it turns out that he might be the devil. Right. And uh, he ends up like in an instant getting the part. They fire the actor and he gets the part, but now he has to stay in the town of Moray until he's called upon. He's not allowed to leave and anytime he tries to leave, he's basically set on fire and it's like yeah. blue flames and he's burned if he tries to leave the town. So He's not actually that bad a person. He's just someone who's, just like, really hard done by. <laughs> wow. But uh, they've they've done some – they're sort of going a bit more into the lore. Like, uh, I, I had a chat our, – our friend Doug. I had a chat with Doug because he knows a lot about Swamp mm,
0: Thing. He does, and, actually. Uh, yeah. He
1: really does. He was showing me all the books. And uh, he was telling me about, like, the difference between the green and the rot. And Abby Arcane is this character who becomes, like, infected with the rot. And she is sort of, like – like It was one of the sort of resolutions to the story and all of that. So yeah. I, I need to chat with him again because at the moment now Abby has been infected with the rot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they yeah, are yeah. doing exactly what Doug said it was going to oh, happen. Okay. They're doing this. So I've got three episodes left. I mean, I'm trying to stretch it out. Because there's only ten episodes, so I've got three more left, uh, and I will I will give like a, a full-on season-long review for next week.
0: Excellent! I look forward to to hearing that. I need to check this out myself. It's so, good. Yeah, it's on yeah. Prime.
1: It's 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 a it's a good if you like DC and you like yeah. that kind of vibe. It's and if you like a bit of horror. So maybe I don't know if uh, Bernie would like it because it's a bit horror, but uh, it's it's really good. It's really really good. Cool. Okay. Cool. Try it out. Now there's another thing I've been watching. It's not as geeky geeky. Go on. Uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty terrible, but it's so compelling. Go on. It's a series on Netflix called The Floor is Lava.
0: <gasps> oh, I want to watch this. I've seen it. And I mean, I g- it's it's the worst
1: of television. Oh, I can imagine it's awful. It is the absolute worst of television, but yeah. <laughs> you can't take your eyes off of it. Because uh. the, the main thing is the contestants, the way they sort of film the contest- contestants before and like after they've, they've done their rounds, and they're like, yeah, we're going to win because like we're the best and blah, blah, blah. And they try and do their like little in-jokes thinking everyone's going to laugh at them. And you're just thinking, I hope this lava is real. <laughs> I hope you all burn a horrible, horrible death.
0: And I can't yeah. wait to watch.
1: Oh, dude. Yes,
0: <laughs> I'm with you.
1: I mean, you do get to see them hurt themselves because when they sort of jump and they land in bad ways, you're just like, "Oh, mm. that looked painful," but glad I'm glad it. Ha- I'm God, I'm glad it happened to you.
0: Jesus. I'm kind of gutted that, like, I want there to be a show like The Floor Is Lava because, like, what I feel is missing, like, all everything that's like a, a, a competition nowadays is all reality TV, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Singing the voice, you know, uh, or Love Island or whatever. But I miss, like, the old school sort of the Krypton Factor, the Crystal yeah. Maze, these things where it's like, you, these team, this team, they're only here for this week, and you're yeah. on their side. Like, I miss them.
1: Gladiators. Right? Oh, sort of gladiators. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. I just, I, 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 want, it, I want the Flora's Lava to be that, but it's never going to be. No, um, well, I think they were going for, like,
1: Takeshi's Castle because Takeshi's Castle was great.
0: That, I, I, I love that. Well... Was Takeshi's Castle great or was Craig Charles narrating Takeshi's Castle great?
1: I think a little of both. Like he, he made it because obviously when they made that show they didn't have him in mind to, to, to narrate it. I think yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Challenge TV having a, a light bulb moment that was a like the right thing to do. That was yes. like a gift from God. What I was what I was finding with uh, the floor is lava though, to, to anyone who doesn't know, it's essentially an assault course where they have to traverse from one side of a room to another side of the room, and they've got they if they fall in the water and it's it is water, but it's it's got dye in it to make it look like lava and yeah if they fall in then that's it but they make the like if you do fall in the person who falls in has to basically completely submerge themselves to make out that they've actually died and fallen in lava and the rest of the team has to react the team is there going no And you just know that what's happened is they've fallen in, they've submerged, someone's yelled cut. They've had to get them out whilst everyone else is sort of waiting on their obstacles precariously. Yeah, And then they're like, and we're clear to start the clock again. You just know. Oh
0: my God. The behind the
1: scenes must be hilarious to watch for this show.
0: That is brilliant.
1: But the stuff that's before and after where they're talking to the teams and they're like, yeah, we're going to win. And then at the end they're like, oh, well, we didn't win this time. Oh, well, we'll see you another time. I know, right. So I was in a game show when I was younger
0: mm uh,
1: did you ever watch it was uh, it was it was on Sky 1 so it was one of those things if you had sky as a kid you may okay. not if you didn't have sky as a kid you may not have seen it but there was a kids sh- uh, a game show it was called Games World it was on like 5 days a week Games World so on Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays there was like a competition mm, and on Tuesdays mm. and Thursdays there was like a cheat show and a review show and cool. so it was every day of the week was like there was a, a half hour of gaming content that you could watch on TV uh, and it was hosted the game show part of it was hosted by Bob Mills, uh, yeah. the you know stand-up comic. Uh, and I was a contestant on games world.
0: oh my God, that's cool.
1: And it was I, I I got through the first couple of rounds, but then I got knocked out and this it was basically a version of it of tag where you play like a little droplet and uh, whoever's like got the illness at the end of it is is eliminated. and I was like tagged it at the last second and I, I was I was out. The thing was, after I was, uh, like, knocked out of the competition, I had to wait around for the rest of the day to film my pre-game chat. My pre-game chat where I'm going to say, I'm going to win. Ah. You guys are all going <laughs> to lose. Knowing I had already oh lost.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> How <laughs> old I'm were you? For this.
1: I was about 13, maybe 12.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's hilarious. But, like, can you
1: just... Like, To do that to a child, to, like, you've already lost, but you've got to pretend that you're going to beat everyone. Oh, mate. (laughs) Are you serious? So I'm thinking that's exactly what they did in The Floor is Lava, where they make them film their pre, and then they make them film the post, probably in the same, like, 20 minutes. Like, okay, we're just going to do your pre. Okay, cut. Now we're going to do your post. Here we go. You've lost.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. You just know that's
1: how they film that show, because... I, I speak from experience.
0: Oh, dude, I want to give you a hug from, from a traumatizing
1: world, <laughs> experience. What have you, uh, what have you been watching other than like my despair?
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's been a quiet week. I'll be honest with you, man. So, like, um, like the main thing in my life is obviously, as, as you, as you, and the listeners will know, is that I bought a house, mm-hmm. um, and last week we adopted a dog. So he's kind of like taking up a lot of our time. And like, he has been playing up today. So if you hear any whining or anything in the background, (laughs) it is him. Um, I will try to noise gate the fuck out of it, but I can't (laughs) can't guarantee that I can get rid of that. Um, So it has been a quiet week. So I've kind of not watched anything new. Um, Just I've watched what I know. Uh, I've continued watching The Simpsons. Um, I'm up to season 20. It's slowing down now, my watch of The Simpsons. I think we've spoken about this before. Yeah. But it's, 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 I think the biggest problem I've got with The Simpsons come season 20, as far as I've gotten in, is that there's definitely been a move since season 10 uh, from really good character-driven stories to zaniness. Yeah. And the problem with that is that it just doesn't hold your attention. Now, saying that, every so often, an episode just comes along and you just go, that is exceptional. Like there was one based on Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, where Homer like wipes his memory clean so he doesn't remember that he's getting a surprise party, um, and and he has to he pieces it all together, and it's so good. Like it's genuinely a great story, well written, and the jokes are fantastic. But then for that, there are so many forgettable stories uh, alongside yeah. it as well, and it's just—it's such just a shame. But the main thing that I've really been enjoying watching is Rebels. Um, yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm loving it. It's—it's it's slow to start, like the first couple, like the first half of the season. I'm kind of like, uh, but when Rex and Ahsoka turn up, I'm like, yeah. I'm really into this and. It Did goes- you guess
1: Ahsoka was coming? Did when they referenced they referenced like this unknown person? Yeah. I forget what
0: uh, her character was called. It, but
1: I thought it was going to be Leia, but then uh, when it was Ahsoka, I was like, oh okay, yeah, maybe I would have got. But that it's, if great Clone Wars. it's great
0: because it's great because I think like for me, like, Ahsoka, having watched now all of Clone Wars, um, Ahsoka has one of the best character arcs in the whole Star Wars universe. Mm. Like she is phenomenal. The, the journey she goes through, um, and. much more fascinating than a lot of the actual main characters that we know that people the mainstream characters people know about Mm. um so i've been watching rebels and i like it i really really like it i like where it's going i like how it's talk is you know it's the birth of the rebellion how that's come about and it's giving real depth to the rebellion like and it's like showing you how hard it was to start it up and it's great as well like it's because this is one of the the problems between sort of the prequels and the, and the originals is that whole thing of like, well, there we talk about young Jedi. There, there are still, you know, there, we talk about younglings and how they're discovered by the Jedi and taken to the Jedi temple and trained from a young age. Just because the Jedi have been destroyed doesn't mean those younglings don't exist anymore. Exactly. And what is really cool about Rebels is that you've got two sides of it. You've got the last remaining Jedi still trying to go out there and find those younglings and protect them. But you've also got the inquisitors trying to find those and turn them into inquisitors, yeah. which is really cool. It's it's such it's, it's something I would never have thought of um, as a as a as an arc, and I'm really really enjoying it. So yeah, Rebels is like so worth the watch, especially having watched Clone Wars. It's such a great follow up um, to it.
1: I I think I will rewatch it once I've finished Clone Wars. I'll then. Blend yeah. in and just like you know, start watching Rebels again just to sort of complete that
0: arc proper. Definitely do it, man. And the other thing is like, so I've been on a very sort of Star Wars heavy binge over the last mm. month or two. Um And the other thing I watched this week was I rewatched The Last Jedi. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: the most controversial of the yeah. sequels. I still like it. It's but it is good. It has some flaws, but it's good. I, I liked it in the cinema. And I like it now. Uh, it's the third time I've watched it, and yeah, it has its flaws. Every Star Wars movie has its flaws, apart mm. from the first one. And no, I really I, I like it, but I like it because it takes a risk with the franchise. It tries to move the franchise in a different direction. It tries to shy. Shio- it tries to move away from the whole chosen one prophecy type thing and go like, actually, anyone can be a Jedi. Anyone can, you know, it's. The only things that I didn't like about it were like in the time in the cinema, I was like, yes, but now watching it again is Leia's Mary Poppins space moment was yeah. Leia in space is it's it's, it's, it's really, a, it, oh, nah. a really moment. Like, yeah. For me, like watching it now, I was like, Do you know what? That should have been the end of Leia actually. It should have been. Yeah. That would have been a really good way of doing it. Um Admiral Haldo, brilliant, and the Haldo mm. maneuver as it's known visually is stunning. It is. Uh, it's a stunning piece of thing. Uh the battle and crate absolutely loved it. And do you know what? The whole uh bit the whole scene of Canto Bite being like mm. you know that's really criticized didn't mind it. The I I don't mind it. It's it's the
1: it's the race on the Fathias that I don't particularly yeah. like that's that's the only thing not the race but the the, the getaway chase yeah. on the but know.
0: the whole the whole point of that scene like mm-hmm. and the, the the conversation and like you've got finn who's never been there going my god this is the best place ever and then you got rose who's like no that's not look closer this is not the best place because and it's like no this you're right this is like brilliant and it's like i i, I like it um
1: it the- shows an area of Star Wars that we've not really seen either. We've never really seen the rich. We've only seen the Imperial people on the ship. So we've seen the military and we've seen the rebels uh, and the resistance, but we've never really delved into like the the, the rich part of Well, this is the know, thing as well, class. because
0: like Star Wars, the Star Wars universe, unlike the Star Trek universe, uh, was always about like, there's still money, there's still commerce, there's still capitalism, really. Mm. Um, and this is just, touching on the corruption that can exist within these sort of these types of um structures. And I I, I do you know what? I, I was fine with it. Do you know I is it works. and so like yeah, I I I watched the Last Jedi and this is controversial, but I liked it. And it's probably my fifth favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, out of uh like ten, that's pretty yeah. good. That's
1: pretty yeah, good. That's yeah. pretty good. So yeah, there you go. Actually, no, what was it eleven? Is there eleven Star Wars films now? Oh yeah, it's no, 11. no, no, twelve. If you count Clone Wars. Oh yeah, twelve movies. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's quite high actually on my list. So it's quite high, it's more than halfway. It's more Do you know than what? halfway. It's, it's 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 my favorite of the sequels. Really, I would actually yeah. put Force Awakens as my favorite. I know mm-hmm. that you'd say that it's you know it's a cover song and things like that, but I think it 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 for me it works well as a reboot whilst starting something like completely new because you are getting new villains. You are getting new heroes, okay. but yeah. they are following. It, it does what George Lucas would have wanted, which is it rhymes.
0: Do you know what? We need to have a special star Wars episode of the, uh, the Geekatorio. That'd be great. Yeah. We I'd should like to do re-watch that. Them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should do that. Uh, what have you been playing this week? Not been playing an awful lot. I've been playing mainly Mm.
1: one thing. And the reason why this is, uh, I mean, I've played it before. I played all four of these games before. There's there's four of these games and I highly recommend you to play them because I think you'll love them unless you've already done it. Uh, And the the good thing about this game is because I'm not getting, again, I'm not getting an awful lot of time. But the one time, uh, the one place I can play my games is when I'm on the loo with my phone. So (laughs) that's how we mostly play our games, isn't it? And so it's not Bricks Ball Crusher.
0: We've moved on from reading the back of shampoo bottles. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, pause. Just
1: like, what does it say on the label on that towel? Oh, okay. Dry clean only. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it'll say something different today. No, still dry
0: clean only. (laughs)
1: anyway it's a game it's a game series called Mm. the room not tommy we sells the room
0: damn it (laughs) i would have been totally all in i would have been you know take take my money (laughs) yeah
1: open the app oh hi mark uh but no you are these escape type games yes they are they are and
0: it and is it all like a little bit strange like i've played these
1: yeah there's so it's sort of set in like the late 1800s
0: yes i have played these yeah.
1: And you, you're in a room and you've got this little puzzle box and you've got to like find a switch, twist a turny thing. The box opens up and then you have to open another thing and then it opens up again and again and again. And it's, it's one, just doing the puzzle boxes. They're so much fun. They really mm. are just loads and loads of fun. But the fact that they've bothered to actually give this game like a, a lore. So there is like a full on story to this, yeah. this this world. There's this thing called the null element and it's like the fifth element that is supernatural and otherworldly and like uh, to, to use it might cost you your soul. Uh, and it's as it could really like it, it changes the, the room that you're in to make it mm. sort of uh, mm. everlasting. Uh, so I've just uh, replayed uh, the, the Room 2. Okay. So I'm going to start The Room 3 soon. But another reason why I'm replaying all these games is I just found out there's a VR version for PlayStation. Oh, nice. And I cannot wait because I saw a review and the review said it was good. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like play these games again just to get into the vibe of it. Um, and as soon as I have a bit more money, I'm going to invest in The Room VR. And then I will like talk the shit out of that because it's a great series. You say you've played it?
0: Yeah, yeah, years, oh, ages ago. I can't yeah, it is old, it. like twenty thirteen. It's old. I played it, so I haven't played it. But no, I like those types of games. Um, you and I mm. need to go do an escape room together. Uh, I, I think...
1: think I'd be useless in a physical escape
0: room. No, escape I think you. I think you'd have. <laughs> I think you'd have a great time, man. Um, I love an escape room. It uh, depends.
1: If a question mark appears in the top corner of my eyesight and I can click on it for a hint, is that possible in a real life well, escape room? T- I don't what, what, think so.
0: What I will do is I will print off a sign that I can hold up every so often that just says achievement unlocked. <laughs> yeah.
1: Would that help? I think I just need that in my everyday life. To be <laughs> honest. That would just give me some motivation, you know?
0: Excellent. I love it. You've got some fake points. Here you go.
1: <laughs> oh God. Have you been oh. playing any games? Um, again, very quiet,
0: but uh, so obviously still doing the Red Dead thing um, and still not playing the story because I'm too scared. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go hunting today. Let's go do that today. Like literally. But uh, what I have been doing is I've been playing a lot of uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 because uh, obviously we've got, uh, we've got Squadron coming out. Yeah, yeah, which I'm very excited about. But I have been playing a lot of Battlefront 2. Now, this is a game that when it first came out a few years ago, it was getting absolutely slated because of things, uh, the loot boxes, the idea that you couldn't unlock yep. any characters unless you bought stuff like that. And what I will say is that over, you know, EA in all their evilness, um, fair play to them, they listened and they spent a lot of time uh reinvent you know redeveloping the game changing things and you know what it's a cracker of a game like, Now, are you doing
1: the multiplayer or are you doing the single player campaign? i am
0: doing so i'm not oh the campaign shit don't get me wrong that's i started it you know i've got i've got this game and i yeah. started
1: the single player campaign and 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 i got bored no
0: the single don't, forget the single player campaign it's shit i am with you on that however the multiplayer is great and whether it's online or offline, mm. um, especially offline, because it, when it's off, because this is the thing, I'm a massive fan of the uh, the Battlefront series, the Star Wars Battlefront mm. series. Like the first one, was like I remember like being in in uni, having an Xbox Four controllers around one TV amazing right best time mm-hmm. uh battlefront 2 came out it was a, a thing it was that great. that
1: game for me was incredible when yeah. you actually follow the story of being a clone yeah then you're a stormtrooper and yeah. and and the, and the game the final boss essentially of that game was to capture leia at the, the no it was hoth no it was, yeah. it was hoth was the final boss
0: wasn't yeah. it but the thing is like for me it was like i always just liked the multiplayer game like the, the you know having like Going to Mos Eisley and having all the stormtroopers or all the rebellion trying to take on each other. Occasionally, you can play as Luke Skywalker as you killed enough people. I loved that. I I, I genuinely loved that. I love playing the heroes version, like you know where it's like you're in the Mos Eisley and you're you're all the dark side characters or all the light side characters. Brilliant. And what like Battlefront Two now is like it's like that. It's it's exactly like that. Uh, they they've managed to get it back to a stage where it should be, where you can do that multiplayer. Offline, you don't have to go online. Online is fine. I I mostly play it offline. It's the arcade version that I've been really enjoying. All oh, right, okay. The one player arcade. So yeah, as I said, the the campaign, the one player, single person campaign based on the the Empire character is bullshit. I, I don't enjoy it. It's pretty boring. Um, and it's really they bring hard. back Palpatine again. <laughs> oh, it's hard as well. Like it's it like hard. It's, it's got a really hard learning curve. Like learning, uh, and it's hard to get up to it. But the arcade is really cool because it's what it is. It's short scenarios that you play really, really quickly, like two, three minutes uh, each one you're trying to, you're trying to complete it in. Uh, like the first one is you can play as either Luke or Leia or any of the other rebellion, and you're defending Yavin 4. Ooh. Which is really, really, really cool. Um, so I've really been enjoying that, and like actually, it's a really good way of unlocking because you get like just quick way of getting all the points that you need to unlock all the cool things. Like I've managed to unlock Lando Calrissian, but with Donald Glover's character. Oh,
1: awesome! Very you, you cool. Know what I mean,
0: so it's like, or I've also now got the Obi Wan, uh, Obi Wan in his Clone Wars gear, and he's also now got the ability to go, "Hello there." Right? It's, <laughs> it's like, like it's so not necessary but it feels like I've achieved something in the game yeah. and it's like I just feel like it's a game that's been out for so long now um if you if you've not played it because of the initial criticisms of it totally understand that mm. give it a shot now
1: I know I'm going to I'm going to redo it I, I will redo it cuz uh, one I've got it and also I did download the VR aspect Mm. of it because there's a VR uh, DLC for it which which I I got but not explored yet which I'm sure will be fun. I do remember feeling not like overly emotional but definitely being like oh man this is so cool. I think I was was playing as Leia and I was on Naboo as Leia and I was just like it's mum's home it's like it's mum's homes like never seen leia in her mum's place you know or luke in his i just thought it was just like this is so nice like things like this would have been nice to see in the films or other stories i'm sure it actually has i just don't i I can't i don't have time to read all the extended universe i'm sorry people
0: it's my my one criticism about star wars is that if you need to have an extended universe to explain things in the film your films are not that strong
1: yeah yeah 100% agree Anyway, agree. that's
0: what I've been playing this week. Shall Lovely we move stuff. on to the
1: news? Let's move on to the news. There's, there's quite a bit. There's some that's related, but there's quite a bit. Uh, we've got our first uh, first proper bit of comic book news here.
0: Yay! Shall we, do, do you want to do you want to read this out? Do you yeah, it?
1: this is rather interesting. Keanu Reeves is working on a comic book. He is. He's co-created one. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the, the title could do with some vowels. But uh, uh, I, it's,
0: it's very Welsh, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's called Berserker, but it's B-R-Z-R-K-R. Uh, he's working with a guy called Matt Kint or Kint. I don't know. I, I, Kint. Kint. Kint v- uh, Verbal Kint. Uh, now, the thing is, though, I'm, I'm kind of, like, reading it and he's saying, like, so, uh, like, we're following a character who was born 80,000 years ago, half man, his father's a war god. Uh, it's like, I had this image in my head of a guy fighting through the ages because of his father's compulsion. It was like, a guy fighting through the ages. You didn't have that in your head. You watched Wolverine Origins. That's that's what you watched. That's the whole opening sequence to Wolverine, Wolverine Origins is that he's going through the ages. I, I'm just, I'm I'm being a bit unkind here, but... It does just sound like a Wolverine story, but with a character who looks a bit like Keanu Reeves.
0: Well, so this is my thing. I've looked at the, I looked at the image of it. I looked at the, I read it, uh, the the, the story as well. And now listen, I'm probably going to read this. I actually, Mm. I I, I like Keanu Reeves. I think a lot of people do. But doesn't this feel a little bit like he had an idea for a movie. No one else, no one wanted (laughs) to make it. So he went, fuck it, I'll do it as a comic book.
1: Hey, and then it will be a, it will get made into a movie if it does well if it if it does well but at the same time like Keanu Reeves just coming up with a movie is like eh, it's it's a nice idea but you know eh. but it's like Keanu Reeves created a comic book mm. we should turn that into a movie and this movie is based on a comic book that was created by Keanu Reeves now all of a sudden it sounds way more interesting a concept.
0: So and that's, so. here's the funny thing. If you actually head to the last paragraph of this story, it says here, and with comic company Boom Studios sporting a first-look deal with Netflix, of course. there is a chance it could end up as a movie or TV series, potentially starring Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I sniff an opportunity he's made for himself. I mean, do you know
1: what, though? I think these sorts of ideas, though, would work great as animation. Have you watched a lot of the animated output on Netflix, like Castlevania? I Castlevania have not, even, Castlevania. i have not
0: actually. Castlevania,
1: yeah. I mean, I've only seen season one, but it was fantastic.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: and if, if if they get people like that, it's the same team. They're also working on the new Masters of the Universe that Kevin Smith's yeah. uh, doing. It's the same animation team uh, that did Castlevania. And Castlevania, as I say, was brilliant. Uh, next week, there's a, like starting next week, there's a Transformers series. Uh, starting on Netflix oh a, a, wicked. A three-parter a three-parter like the war for nice. Cybertron so I, I'm really looking forward to that so if this series gets turned into an animated series on Netflix I think I might be more interested than if it was like a because I've seen a Bright one. Bright wasn't very good
0: <laughs> I, I, I avoided Bright I stayed in the dark with that one yeah you'd, yeah,
1: you'd stay there <laughs> for, your, for your own good, for your own good, man, for your own good, for yeah. your own sanity. But I, I I am excited about this comic. I will probably read it and I will probably watch the Netflix series if it ever um, happens. No, mate,
0: I'm, I'm with you as well. Keanu Reeves is like the good guy of Hollywood. So I'm on his side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Next story, uh, which I'll I'll, I'll I'll go into this because we've got we've got something coming up. We've got something coming up, don't we? Uh, but <laughs> Rick's having a little dance because he knows what's coming. But so this story is uh, rather unusual. I'm going with the Tom Cruise one here. Now, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is actually looking to be making a movie. In space. <laughs> in space.
0: <laughs> he is actually... With the Muppets.
1: <laughs> Tom Cruise and Gonzo. I, you know, would have been Pigs weird. in space. <laughs> Could you imagine, you know, Gonzo is actually taller than Tom Cruise. Anyway. <laughs> yes. i'm so mean i'm so mean that's such a bully thing to say i'm sorry anyway so other than the fact that tom cruise is making the seventh and eighth mission impossible film back to back uh, but of course at the moment they're shut down pandemic and all but he is he is producing a film that will be filmed in space with doug lyman i mean wild what do you think of this
0: so dougal lyman totally on board with that um mm-hmm. great director he did you know uh, edge of tomorrow which mm-hmm. is a phenomenal movie yep. um he also did like i remember one of his first movies that i watched uh go uh back in the day did you ever see that oh
1: go is fantastic
0: what a great yes. film that was um and he was he he could he directed that and i, I absolutely loved it isn't it interesting like Tom Cruise in space. I remember reading this a long time ago and going, yeah, of course he is, right? And now it seems to be grinding traction and I'm still going, yeah, of course he is, right? <laughs> because it's Tom Cruise. Like, he's got, like, Tom Cruise is, you know, he he went from being like the, the you know risky business uh, cocktail, the sort of the, the, the handsome young man, like young boy, pretty boy in mm. Hollywood, uh, pretty much where, like Brad Pitt, he like, was you know, like
1: Matthew Broderick.
0: He was like, like, like Matthew Ferris Broderick. Bueller. He was that uh, kind of thing. Leonardo DiCaprio. There's so many we can mm. go down, right? And he's like turned into this... He, 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 I think Top Gun was the, the beginnings of him turning into sort of that action movie mm-hmm. guy, right? And like the first uh, Mission Impossible is amazing. Uh, love that film. And, you know, he's done some really great action stuff. But he, ever since he's sort of started his own production company... Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's got a thing about saving the world. Yeah. He's got a bit of a, you know, a hero complex, doesn't he? That could be the Scientology. Yeah, I think it is. I think <laughs> it is. I think it might be a little bit. I think we've just got ourselves sued as well. <laughs> Listen, I, I it's, it, it's, as I said, with, with Tom Cruise, He'll do a movie like Edge of Tomorrow where I'm like, this is phenomenal. Like, it Mm -hmm. is a great film. And he will do and Minority Report as well. Wow. Tropic
1: Thunder. He was so good in that. I thought he was going to do more stuff like that.
0: And I probably
1: would have, like, watched more of that. But he
0: just seems to, like, you know, we're on to, like, the eighth, going on to, like, the seventh and eighth Mission Impossible. Yeah. um, And... I don't know. It doesn't surprise me that he wants to do a movie in space. Is there any point of him doing a movie in space? No, he's doing this to satisfy his I've done a movie in space ego thing. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. Will it be any good? Probably because it's Doug Lyman. Will there any be any reason for it to have been in space? Will it add anything to the film? Probably not.
1: Maybe not. I mean, I, I do remember. Did you ever see Gravity?
0: Oh, my God, I love Gravity. Love
1: Gravity. Great film. Uh, that was directed by Alfonso Cuaron. And he desperately said to the film company, like, can I film at least some of this in actual space? And they said, no, we can't get the insurance. Now Tom Cruise is coming out like five or six years later going, I'm making a film in space. Alfonso yeah. Cuaron is probably going, the fucking, <laughs>
0: the fucking. Fuck. <laughs> it's 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 an interesting one i i genuinely i just i don't know where this is like i love the i love by the way the, the, the it's hollywoodreporter.com and mm. i've got to say i love the first line of this story universal's ready to go where no studio has gone before oh, i man. mean you want to pander to your audience hello <laughs> you right um, hello there. <laughs> general <laughs> kenobi and it's um it's general tom cruise and it's it's i don't know i tom cruise he's a bit batshit crazy he is uh, but he is that necessarily a bad thing like he did like the the opening of mission impossible 2 where he climbed up the he free climbed up yeah, the, uh, this, yeah he and, did. He, and he did that he, he did he did do like that. do you know what Fair play to him. It did add to the movie as well. Like, it added to that, sex, that section of the movie. He climbed that. that
1: movie in Dubai in the other Mission Impossible film. Yeah, he, that he, mov- that, he, yeah. Wait,
0: he, he climbed that movie in Dubai. Uh, okay, sorry,
1: climbed that building.
0: He climbed that building in Dubai. <laughs> because in Dubai, they're known for their very tall movies. Oh, they're huge. <laughs> like so tall, so tall. But no, that's the thing. It's like, like, fair play to Tom Cruise. What I will give him is that, you know, while some of his movies do lack substance, some of them, not yeah. all of them, some no. of them, What he is willing to do for his movies and, for example, going into space, that is now the thing, what he's willing to do for them, it does add to the drama of the scenes that he does. Will him going into – depends what he does in space, but I can't imagine them, anyone – agreeing to, I don't know, him switching off his oxygen or untethering himself. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to, the amount of safety they're going to have to put into whatever he does, it's going to be crazy. Otherwise, he is meeting L. Ron Hubbard uh, very <laughs> soon, right? Wouldn't it be funny, though, that he was filming, he got cut off whatever, like, let's say he was on the ISS, yeah? He yeah. got disconnected, like he's on the other side, disconnected, Falls through a wormhole, travels back in time, and meets L. Ron Hubbard. And he's the reason Scientology exists.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Wouldn't
0: that be a movie?
1: We have to stop this film at all costs. We can't let this happen. (laughs) Otherwise, we're going to have to go back in time again and again. We'll be caught in a loop. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's 2020.
0: That's this it. is this what's is happened. It. This is it.
1: <laughs> Someone's trying to stop Tom Cruise. You've solved 2020. Now we just need to find out how to stop the loop. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. What, what you need to do is you need to send a message through data of three bits. <laughs> and you use you use Riker's suggestion, not data's suggestion.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we need to just move the earth just a little bit to the left. <laughs> Three inches. Just three inches. Perfect. there oh, we go. God. Uh, so before we get into the, uh, the, the new thing, I've got uh, one little news story that will lead into the n- new thing.
0: Excellent. Bring so, this
1: is a story that uh, was just announced because this Comic Con is happening right now. It's happening mm. online, but it's it's mm. it's happening right now. It's 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 online. Um, this, this it's is, so exciting. It it, it is. It's, it's But it's another Comic Con that even though it's online and fully accessible, so I'm expensive. not going to it. I'm not yeah. going. <laughs> it is expensive, yeah. But at the same time, they've got to try and keep it going because if they they lose all the money this year, they can't put it on next yeah, year. Yeah, it's, totally. It makes sense. I mean, look, I'm not going to support it myself only because. I can't afford to go there for real so you know I feel feel awful about that but um, I, I also can't afford you know food that's not pot noodle but uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> so, so sue me can you not anyway, even
0: upgrade to super noodles
1: uh, I have maybe one packet left of super noodles and uh, I'm going to make that last anyway <laughs> one noodle
0: at a time <laughs>
1: I can do it, man. Anyway, so, did you know, did you know that there's another new animated Star Trek series that's just been announced for Nickelodeon?
0: Oh, I did. Oh, I did. It's called
1: Star Trek Prodigy.
0: Yeah, and it's all about Keith Flint uh, from The Prodigy. (laughs) 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 I'm the warp drive starter. Troubled warp drive starter. (laughs)
1: Oh my god! I just—I was just uh, like. what's with like, me. <laughs> just, I was all of a sudden just like the, one of the most controversial shows that Nickelodeon has ever done. When uh, they go, the opening line is "Smack my bitch up." You know? <laughs> it's, for Nickelodeon, Jesus. Anyway, no, it's about uh, a group of rebellious teens who uh, commandeer an old starship and go on adventures. I, I, here's here's what I've just discovered from this story. Here's what I've discovered. You know how I was complaining a couple of weeks ago that Star Trek should be a family show, something accessible for (laughs) everyone?
0: Yes, I can know where this is going.
1: What they have done. So now we've got Star Trek Prodigy, which is aged from, say, age six to 12. Yeah. Then we've got lower decks, which will be for your eighteen to twenty-four market. And yeah. you've got discovery, which will be for your twenty-four to thirty-five market. Then you'll have strange new worlds, which will be for your thirty-five to forty-five market. Picard for your forty-five to fifty market. It's like they're covering all age groups with all the different shows.
0: <laughs> they're gonna go, they're gonna bring back William Shatner for the sixty-plus market. <laughs> <laughs> It's Star Trek, the girdle no longer fits.
1: You won't be asking people's age now. It's like, which series of Star Trek do you watch? And that's how oh. you figure out how old someone is. But
0: uh, yeah, you know what? It's, it's for kids and it, it, it's... The,
1: yeah, but we're probably pass... going to watch it though, aren't we? Oh, well, God, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, mate, I
0: watch Adventure Time. Adventure Time's perfect, right? It's
1: Actually, yeah, but, I watch SpongeBob. So
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, will it be good? I don't know. It's, it's interesting is you brought this up uh, before. Is there too much Star Trek coming mm. on? Are, are we at a stage of oversaturation of Star Trek? I mean, yeah, potentially. Um, but at the same time, I just think it's great. I think that in this... Um, here we go. Here we go. You're ready, you're ready for this. Okay, you're ready bring, for it, this. bring it. Bring okay. it. In the way that Star Trek explores strange new worlds and boldly goes where no man has gone before, I think it's great that we have new series that explore strange new series and go <laughs> boldly where no series has gone before no franchise has gone before right i think it's great listen if we can have on tv if you can have star wars clone wars rebels uh the star wars shorts uh, the mandalorian. mandalorian and all its movies right there is room to have that thing of the star trek universe now are the Star Trek universe doing it well? Only time will tell, right? But what I will say is that of all the new stuff, right, you've got a great back catalogue of Star Trek stuff that still exists, yeah. We had a shaky season... Of, oh no, do you know what? No, that's not right. We had a, a decent season of... Uh, first season of Discovery, and mm-hmm. which then improved in season two. Yep. We had a decent season one of the card, in my opinion. I yep. thought it was a Same good start. Same in my opinion. I liked it. I yeah, liked it a lot. But I know there are criticisms. <laughs> um, we haven't seen lower decks yet, but... Uh, if you are a fan of Rick and Morty and that style of comedy and animation, then you know what? I don't see why you wouldn't enjoy it. And the great thing about something like Lower Decks and and with Prodigy is that they can do things in the animation that they couldn't afford to do in the TV show. We are going to see strange new worlds. We're going to see aliens that we could possibly never see. And I think that's really exciting.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree.
0: And you know what? If prodigy brings in a new generation of fans the next generation of fans <laughs> if it brings them in and they become fans and they go because like do you know what i didn't watch the original series first i watched the next generation first yeah. and because of the next generation i went back and i watched the original series and the movies
1: yep absolutely it makes it accessible for for new fans and yeah of course it will be like oh i like star trek oh there's a star trek as a kid gets older that like, oh this is a star trek i've not heard of or seen before mm-hmm. what's this Fantastic, and then they uh, then we hook them. This is how you get them. This is exactly, how you get them. exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> and on top of that, first you get first you get the money, then you get the power, then you will get the. <laughs> you just give them a little taste. Just give them a little taste <laughs> in America. Um, and but like as I said as well, like I think it's it's a great way of getting people into that universe, um, and it's great that everyone has something.
1: So what's next? So next we have uh, a, a couple of stories, but these stories. Now, I've said for a few weeks in a row, there's, there's been a phrase that I've used. Tell you what, right? Let's not use the phrase. Shall we just play the jingle? Play the jingle. Let's play the jingle. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, well, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. How good is that jingle? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> These are what we call sodium stories. So many weeks where I've said, this story we've got to take with a pinch of salt. Yeah. And there's too many of them every week because there's so many websites that you just cannot
0: trust. This is the world we inhabit, though, in terms of geek culture is like, without actually knowing the people involved we can only sort of read stories that might be a bit of a guess and stuff like that Mm. so yeah absolutely there's a lot of sodium stories
1: so yeah these are the ones that you take with a pinch of salt they are not confirmed they say that they have sources i don't trust the sources but here we go first story will stay in the realm of star trek go on here is our first sodium story Zachary Quinto mm-hmm. and Chris Pine mm-hmm. may appear in a new Star Trek movie that is not Star Trek 4
0: which makes no sense <laughs> because technically <laughs> any movie that comes after this if it's in the in the Kelvin timeline is Star Trek 4 now but it's technically not even Star Trek 4 it's Star Trek stupid number
1: it's actually... Yeah, it's not Star... Yeah, it's uh, like 15, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like Star Trek Discovery may have a movie.
0: Now, that excites me. Like, mm. if, if that is a thing that happens, that excites me because I like this crew. Uh, yeah, I, no, I love the crew. I love the crew. Um, and... They are they they I, yeah I think they deserve something. It's in the same way that I felt like Deep Space Nine and Voyager deserve movies, and they didn't get them. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, no. Uh, but
1: the idea of this film is that Discovery would travel to another universe, okay, which would back be the, the universe drive. Yeah, they you go into that. the Kelvin timeline. The Discovery uh, goes into the Kelvin timeline, and they end up interacting with Pine, uh, Pine's Kirk and Quinto's uh, Spock. Essentially, though, that's like the beginning of the kelvin timeline of mm. someone from the future traveling into their universe it's it's the beginning of another new it's kelvin 2 it's kelvin timeline 2
0: kelvin 2 electric boogaloo
1: <laughs> <laughs> What do you like? Do you think that this? Uh, do you think that this has any weight?
0: This story? Oh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. I I, I I feel now that so much time has passed since Star Trek Beyond, which, by the way, on a rewatch, is so fucking good. Ooh. Um, it's a really good Trek film. Um, but like so much time has passed and we kind of have moved on. That I feel now that we should leave that Kelvin timeline to rest.
1: Yeah, they've done a trilogy. Trilogies are good. It ended yeah. in a nice way where they were going to continue their voyages.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's sad that we cannot have another adventure with that crew, you mm. know, with the circumstances that have happened around. Of course. Uh, so it's, it is a shame. But I think, you know, I think it is time to move on. Now, um, is this a likely thing to do? I don't know. Now, aren't the... The movie and the TV franchises kind of separate in terms of CBS and Paramount.
1: Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly under different creative control because the TV stuff is under Alex Kurtzman, who actually yeah. was one of the writers for yeah. Star Trek 2009. He was one of those uh, part of that writing
0: uh, so team. So my whole thing is, it's like I I feel like it is time. To move on from the two thousand nine sort of Star Trek idea, I don't, guys, there's nothing wrong with them. Like when the first when two thousand nine Star Trek came out, I went, "Wow, this is a Star Trek that everyone can get into," and I and I really really enjoyed it, you know. And okay, Into Darkness, less said the better. Um, it does not hold up. And but, but Beyond is a fantastic Star Trek film. Yeah, it is. Totally. It's a proper. It's a proper Star Trek film. Yeah. Um, and I think leaving it, if they left it on there, I wouldn't like, I think it is time for, I think it is time for the Star Trek series to move on. Um, is there any weight to the story? Is there, I mean, where does the story come from? It says, according to our sources. Yeah. Uh, and it, is,
1: and they, they do try and like uh, say, this is the, from the same source that said that there's a new Scream movie in the works. So, uh, and Pennywise maybe? is
0: going to be in Space Jam 2. Where's Space Jam 2, please? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need want- Space do you I want Space... Space Jam? Do you I really? Want Space too. I want Space Jam too. Really? Want... Mate, I've just been watching The Last Dance, uh, all about the Chicago Bulls. Oh, uh, have you watched okay. this yet? No, right. I haven't watched that. No. Oh my God. I need some Michael Jordan back in my life, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I need it. But no, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is I think like, I think it's time, like it's time to move on. I think, um, especially, actually, and as time gone, on, like when I first initially watched those movies, I was drawn to how, How much that like uh, Leonard Nimoy, Zachary Quinto was like his Mm -hmm. Spock. Like it was like, but actually, as I've watched it more, I've gone, "Oh my god, Chris Pine is actually incredible as as Kurt." Oh, he is. No, he totally is. He's brilliant. And but if you want to talk about any of the characters who really embody the the feel of the original characters, it's Carl Urban as Dr. McCoy. Like no one embodies a young, a young stroke old McCoy like Carl Urban did. Like he nailed McCoy. Absolutely nailed it. But I do think it's, I think it's time to move on from this, uh, from this crew. Um, I think three movies, brilliant. You know, I mean, fine. They didn't, they didn't get as many as the Star Trek, uh, the next generation crew. Um, But I think next generation crew, got one movie too many. Uh, Definitely. Um, but and they've had a great chance and so if Discovery's gonna I don't want it to be an, if it does happen I just don't want it to be another Generation style thing
1: mm, mm, where, yeah.
0: where where it's just like overhyped but underwhelming yeah. yeah Generations isn't a bad film it's just very underwhelming for what it is what and what the, it was hyped up to be
1: what if they killed off Kirk again? <laughs> what if they killed off Kirk?
0: mate i'm i'm the i'm the guy who is um, and you you'll be with me on this right i have seen optimus prime die twice on the big screen
1: oh yeah
0: i can deal with it (laughs) i can deal with it i've been desensitized now after seeing that twice
1: (laughs) see i was this was something that i was really i i was really unhappy with when Kirk fake died in Into Darkness. uh, Because do you know what would have like sold it to me a little better is if his last words were, oh my like his <gasps> last words were in oh, Generations. Oh,
0: why did they not do that? That would have been incredible. I thought they were
1: going to do it, like, because he's staring into space, and I thought, he's going to do it. He's going to say, oh, my, and that's it. That's how he dies. And, no, nope, I was like, that's a missed opportunity. You missed for- the yeah.
0: beat. Oh, yeah. my God. I well, was so disappointed. Yeah. What do we think? Pinch of salt, yeah? Massive oh, huge assault.
1: pinch of salt. Like, definitely, yeah, that's... that's, that's what do you, I mean, what do
0: you think? What do you think?
1: I, I, would I be happy about it? No, I don't think I would. I'd like Discovery to have its own, because it feels like they'd be doing it just to validate it. Because it was almost like, like, don't get me wrong, Leonard Nimoy in Star Trek 2009, it was cute, it worked. But was it hugely necessary? Not entirely. They didn't really need old Spock in that story, because he's only in it really just to sort of give Kirk a bit of a push. But that's mm. it, it. Could have it, he didn't need to be in that film. He he didn't really.
0: Well, actually, te- mm, uh, the reason that the the, the Romulan ship that is there is because of Spock.
1: Could have been anyone. Didn't need to be Spock.
0: Okay. okay,
1: it didn't need to. I mean, it gives it a little bit more Trekness. Absolutely, but it just it didn't need to. You know, you could have done the same thing with Geordi LaForge. Yeah. you know, it, it could you could have got the same kind of
0: thing. Incidentally, you know, who designed the jellyfish, which was... Geordie LaForge. LaForge, yeah. I read yeah. the comic. I read the comic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I read Countdown. Anyway, uh, there's... A, right, so we've got, another, we've got another sodium story. We have Go another on. sodium story. sodium story. Yes. Uh, now, this one is to do with another TV series. There could be a Lando Calrissian TV series for Disney Plus starring Donald Glover.
0: I want this so badly in my life. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care if it's got to be taken with a pinch of salt. I, do you know what? I am on this hype train. Let's bring it because, oh my God! What, yeah, he was brilliant as Lando.
1: I don't know. This is a, he was brilliant. I just don't think that the, they did they did him justice in Solo because th- this is a man who fell in love with a sat nav.
0: You know, uh, yeah, but that sat nav was Phoebe Waller Bridge, and everyone loves Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah,
1: but I, I just wonder if he like looks at Google Maps like it was
0: Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> this junction's a three-way. <laughs>
1: Anyway, right. This comes from a website uh, called Kessel Run Transmissions. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is this is a canyon of salt. Uh, but it says that he's already signed on or is very close to signing on to reprise the role. Uh, as of now, the deal is still in the early stages. It is possible could fall through. Uh, but Lucasfilm has been working hard to get him to return. Because he he's got plenty of other stuff to do. He doesn't need it. He he doesn't need no, it. No. But this is off the back of apparently Disney was looking to make a series uh, that fully focused on the Crimson Dawn crime syndicate.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's a really cool thing to do because I think like um, you've seen Solo, yeah. Yeah, 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 it yeah, fills in the gaps of Maul. Yeah, and I I, I yeah, I, especially with Clone Wars following uh, you know beforehand, and then you've got like the uh, uh, the Solo story. I. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be a great way of exploring what Maul does, but it also says it's it's cool. To, like it, there's been so much focus on like the Empire and the Rebellion, the First Order and the Resistance, blah 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 blah, blah. the Republic and the Separatists, mm. and but the, the 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 main thread through all of those different stories is that that Star Wars has has this underworld that's really seedy and mm. really. Dangerous, You know, you've got the Hutt clan uh, controlling the Outer Rim territories. Uh, Crimson Dawn was brought in as well. Again, and there's a lot of stuff that I think could be done on the Outer Rims mm. that would be really, really cool. And you can have some stories that are, you know, they're Star Wars stories. I think one of the things that, like... Of the new movie, the five new movies that have been made in the last few years, uh, you mm. know, of, you know, the trilogy and with yeah. uh, Solo and with uh, Rogue One, the most interesting ones have been the Star Wars stories. Yeah. You know, movies that are set in the Star Wars universe, but don't play part of the the the, the main story, you know, that, that was being made. And I think that's really, really cool. And I, I, would, I would be up for this. This is, again, this is something that I... I'm actually more excited about this than I would be about a Discovery Chris Pine Zachary Quinto crossover.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I, I would say I'm more excited about the upcoming uh, Obi wan series than I would be with this. To be and honest,
0: and there's a there, there there is a a sodium story involved in that as well. Oh, really? What's, yeah, what's be not the, hard. No, so. Um, Apparently Hayden Christensen has been approached. Oh,
1: you're right. No, I did read that. Yes.
0: Yeah. So apparently he's been approached to return for the the Kenobi series, which also, again, the Kenobi series has been off and on uh, for a few years now. Um, you know, they've gone. you're yeah, definitely making this. Oh, it's been put back a little bit. Oh, we're definitely making this. Oh, we're put back a little bit. We're definitely making this. Hayden Christensen in it. Maybe we should put it back a little bit. No, it's like. Well,
1: I mean, now that the pandemic's happening, it's certainly not being filmed because yeah. it was supposed to be filming now, uh, I think, or at least in February, I think. Uh, the, qu- the, the were doing it
0: but it's, it's interesting because i think like this is where you know they, they've obviously looked at the success of the mandalorian and gone actually there's more traction in telling these stories these these series yeah. it's kind of cool that you know star trek started off as a tv series and happened to make movies which were of um uh, up and down quality mm-hmm. you know you know mm-hmm. irregular quality mm-hmm. And Star Wars was the opposite. They made movies that were, you know, pretty decent quality, you know, yeah. until you know, but any but any TV series they made. What question. But, what, but what's happening? I'm talking about Ewoks and droids here. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what you've Caravan got Caravan of courage. Yay. But now what you've got is like Star Wars. Like, you know, Clone Wars, I think, was the start of them making some quality TV series. You know, Rebels is turning out, for me, as I, I know it's done now, but I, for me, it's like, wow, this is great. Mm. And Mandalorian is- an absolutely fantastic series. Now, mm. if they can, if they can recreate the feeling of Mandalorian or even of Solo uh, itself, that type of, you know, that that feeling. That's, I think, that's what people missed. Those stories, Star Wars stories, and the Mandalorian felt like Star Wars, mm. whereas for me, the sequels felt very childish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see what
0: you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I think, you know.
1: I, I, I I, I do wonder with Hayden Christensen, I wonder how they would bring him in.
0: Flashbacks, I imagine, because I think the Kenobi series is supposed to cover that point between, uh, after,
1: yeah, no, it's after, yeah, it's after Revenge of the Sith and between, so it's probably like, while he's a gray old man. yeah, Yeah. Or graying old man living on Tatooine, protecting a young Luke. I wonder if it might actually be more that he communicates with him like Ray and Kylo did.
0: Oh, I mean that would be through epic. through
1: the Force and like so. But his his Force projection image is actually as Anakin and not as yeah. Vader. Or I mean, maybe it would be like because uh, do you remember when um, when they when they reinserted Hayden Christensen into the end of Return of the Jedi? So and, awkward and, and, and so awkward. Oh, it is. But George Lucas's explanation to that was when Anakin became Vader his light side died so you're seeing the light side ghost because it was the dark side version of Anakin that died physically so you're seeing the light side ghost not the dark side ghost and it's I mean convoluted to fuck but I wonder if it would be like he converses with Anakin's light side ghost and maybe like Anakin is like going like, you're not going to be able to defeat me, like my dark side part. He's like, he's trying to help him, but he's like, you know, my dark side is too strong. Or maybe he's seemingly trying to help him, but actually, you know, it is Vader force projection and trying to fuck with him. You know, There's, there's there's a lot you could do with it. Would I be happy with it? I'd like to see Hayden Christensen be given a chance with that role with a director who... No Is it, direct. Yeah, I was, I was trying to find a nicer way without trying to insult George Lucas because he did create it all, you know. I've got to give him his props, but God, he couldn't direct a film.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's, <laughs> the, that's the Sodium series. I like this. I, I like this. Segment. Sodium story. Salt, salt,
1: how much do you need? Salt, salt, well, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory where we're reading the
0: shall we move on to our this, see now that we've got sodium stories I feel like we need to come up with a better name for this so
1: so you call it top five I've been calling it geek top five but I don't know what
0: to call it shall we like um, like hello listeners hey this is thank you for listening hey um... <laughs> new phone who <laughs> <laughs> if tell you what why don't you throw your suggestions at us on twitter yeah yeah, or on Facebook, oh, on Facebook. you know, yeah. Yeah, comment, you know, you know, retweet tweet us, whatever. Um, throw us your suggestions for what we should call the top five stroke, geek top five stroke, um, the exceptional, five, the fantastic five. The-, well, the fantastic fives are quite a good one. I, might, I'm, I quite like that. Quite like you that. can't use that one. I've already suggested it. No. Um, I quite like fantastic five. But if you, if you, you know, throw us some suggestions. Maybe... You'll win. And if you do, you will win a retweet. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. A juicy retweet. You'll get Oh, a, yeah. You get a
1: personalized picture of a cup of coffee from me. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I love it. Matt, do you want to explain this week's top five? Yeah. Since you came
1: up with it. Yeah. So it's it seems basic to say top five costumes, but it's 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 more than that. It's also, you could say, like best dress because it isn't just about heroes. It's not just about like the best comic book costume, you know, like Captain America, Superman or anything like that. Sometimes you see a character. This is mainly from the movies. You see a character and you're like, God damn it. They look great. They just look fantastic. And it could male or female or anything in between. You know, it is all about. And sometimes, like for I can only speak on my behalf on my list. Some of it is like you know what I would love to wear that. I would love to be dressed like that. That is how mm, I mm. would like to look. So this is top five best best dressed, really <laughs> top five best dressed top five I costumes. Love it.
0: Right, go on. Number five. For <laughs> you. Number
1: five for me uh, is someone that I could I could. I've been told recently that I actually look like this character, so I'm quite happy with that because uh, I've got the long hair. I've got a bit of the beard. Just put me in a really nice suit, and I'm John Wick. John Wick kills people, but looks fantastic doing it. When he's got the slicked back hair and just that dark suit with the dark shirt and the dark tie, just everything is black, and he kills people with a pencil, a fucking pencil. He just looks fantastic, and it's easy to cosplay, you know, easy to cosplay. And uh, yeah, as I say, he just looks great. So that's my number five.
0: Excellent. I love it. Okay. My number five is, um, it's Obi-Wan, uh, mm-hmm. in the clone wars, right? With okay. all his armor, all his white armor. Oh and yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Yeah, It's so over the top and unnecessary for a Jedi to have that, but he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Right? And I would have, I would love to see Ewan McGregor in that getup. I think it's so distinctive. He did like a flashback
1: in the series and he's actually
0: in it. Yeah. Oh my God. It'd be so cool. And I just think it's so distinctive. Like, don't get me wrong. Jedi robes are cool, but he, that's just a bathrobe. I've got a bathrobe. That's a Jedi (sighs) robe. Right. However, his armor, it's like, it's a combination of like stormtrooper or like a clone war, a clone trooper armor, but like a Jedi sort of robe type thing. It's cool. It just looks cool. Nice. So that's my number five.
1: Good, number five. Like it, like it. My number four, again, the, now we're getting into uh, an MCU character. And to be honest, mm. I could have just done an entire top five list of MCU characters because they all look great. I love all their costumes, not just the heroes. Some of them of uh, the other. Mm. Well, this one's not a superhero either. He's not a superhero. No.
0: Uh,
1: and it's a costume that I could see myself wearing. I, I really like it. Hawkeye in Age of Ultron has a great jacket. it's like this dark
0: purple yeah, get up It's very cool.
1: I love it i I really and it's more because it's not the one towards the end where he's got the arms out i mm. I, I don't think I could pull that off but uh, the one that he's wearing near the beginning but yeah no Hawkeye's uh, sort of purple get up at the beginning of age of Ultron. I really like it it's 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 something and again you could you could cosplay with it, but you wouldn't feel embarrassed getting on the train on your way to the convention.
0: Okay, no, I like it. I like it. i um can we also have a, a minute's uh, appreciation the age of Ultron is a lot better than people give it credit for it is that's true, totally true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. great, yeah. good number four yeah Go uh on. so my number four is like again, when I approached this list it was it wasn't just about like you know you talk about best dressed. I went for this one it was, this one's iconic more than anything mm, else okay it's yeah. not necessarily best dressed. it's iconic my top my number four is the ghostbusters jumpsuits, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like really iconic, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is utilitarian, it's for practicality, those things they're not for fashion, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you've got them and you've got the uh, you've got the actor, you know, you've got the pack on, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. It, it's so iconic. And like, I've got friends who are in like the Ghostbusters of Scotland and stuff like that, the groups, and they've got their cosplay, and it's 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 wicked, like, they look so cool. Um, it's just you know, with the No Ghost logo on it and everything about it. I love it. I I, I just think it's such an iconic, iconic look uh, and a great costume.
1: Are you in, are you counting the, the ladies ones as well?
0: Yeah, they're absolutely. Co-
1: they're, they're good. That's a good design, that one.
0: Uh, I, I thought it was a really good uh, evolution of mm-hmm. the costume. So, yeah. no, absolutely. Number three is another one
1: who I've been told I look like. Um, <laughs> Do you know... Have you yeah. have, have you looked this up? Have you Did you look up the character? Have you seen this film?
0: I've seen this film.
1: Uh, I, can you see the way I've, I, I may be told that I look like this person? Now that,
0: now that you've said it. <laughs> 100%.
1: <laughs> I'm talking about Sex Machine from, from Dust Till Dawn.
0: <laughs> I think his name's
1: Tom Savini uh, or yeah. Michael Savini. as uh, a Savini. Uh, sex Machine in from Dusk Dawn. So this guy, I mean, he's a biker. Black T-shirt. Yeah, check. I can do that. Black leather trousers. Yeah, I've worn those before. Black leather jacket. Yeah, I've worn that before. Do I have a cod piece that folds out into a gun at the last minute should I need it to? I don't have one of those. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon <laughs> won't let me order it. But... Uh, <laughs> But rest assured, as soon as it becomes available, I will be putting that on my wish list because that whole costume, it's great. And you know what? I've got two characters on this list who can rock using a whip. None none of them are Indiana Jones, but Sex Machine, he can do it. He's got the whip. He's got the cock gun. It's a great costume. It's a great outfit. It is just phenomenal.
0: Absolutely great choice for number three. Thank I you, love it. Thank you very I much. I love it. Thank you. What's your it. number three? What is it? So my my number three is um, is uh, from Star Trek. Ooh. Yep, absolutely. Next Generation. Ooh. Yep. It's, uh, it's uh, Wesley's Jump. No, it's not Wesley's Jump. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Guinan. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Now, I, and specifically Guinan's hats. Yeah. But the thing is, it's because, right, Whoopi Goldberg, massive Star Trek fan, begged to be part of Star Trek The Next Generation. We Like, this is this is true, yeah? Mm-hmm. She was like, I want to be part of this. And they made the part of Guinan specifically for her. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to make her mysterious. They wanted to make her this sort of like this, you know, savant character that would like, you know, give otherworldly advice to the characters and look after them and stuff like that. So they wanted to make her look so distinctive, but like approachable yet, you know, otherworldly. And the costumes they gave her, the flowing robes with that hat, the hat, Mm. just like, it's such a, and only Whoopi Goldberg could have pulled off that look. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you're right. Like only she could be as cool. And you have to bear in mind as well. Whoopi Goldberg came from a comedy background as well yeah. before she did start next generation. Well, no,
1: but before she did next generation, she had like, um, been nominated, I think for the Oscar for the color purple. Yeah. So, yeah. so she, she was making her name as, as a real, you know, big name in acting. Oh at that no, point. no, was... at that point, it was like yeah. just afterwards. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, she could have played it funny, but she played it so well. And like, she looks effortlessly cool in every style. And do you know what the, the the best version of all is the one back in San Francisco, back in like the 18th century. And it's still got the notes of what she would be like the big hat and Mm. the, you know, the robes. Uh, Yeah. I think Guinan, especially, especially that, that neck, especially the purple one, the purple That's the
1: iconic one. Yeah. That's the one. That
0: outfit. That's the one. Okay. Go on. Number number two. two.
1: My number two is the other whip user in my list. And this is Catwoman from Batman Returns. Oh, oh, you want to talk iconic like this is one of the best comic books uh, recreated suits. Also mm. for the fact that it is the uh, so many times where you'll see like takes take Spider-Man, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. He apparently made that Spider-Man suit at home. It does not look homemade. Catwoman in Batman Returns—that looks homemade. Yeah, that looks like she stitched it together out of an old latex dress uh, or a latex jacket that she did, uh, and and used the biggest like white string that she could to stitch it together, and it just looks incredible. And it's also one of the sexiest suits, but there's like there's like no skin. There's like mm. there's no cleavage mm. or anything like that but she looks super sexy. Uh it's practical like with the with the spikes on the hands as well. Yep. Uh absolutely fantastic and also like because of the homemadeness of it when it gets battle damaged it's really battle damaged yeah, right? it like, yeah, makes holes yeah. in the hair sticking out all over and it, everything about it is just as, as you say iconic it's it looks homemade but still looks fantastic. And yeah,
0: I, I love it. I love it. No, oh, it's a brilliant, great shot, man. Great shot. Out of all that. of the
1: Batman villains that have been, because yeah, Mister Freeze looks great. It's a shame the rest of the film around it was piss poor. But the Mister Freeze suit looks great. But really, if you want the iconic Batman villain look, cat that Catwoman. Ah, I am Chef's with you hundred percent on that. Kiss.
0: Perfect number two. Love it. Love it. Thank you.
1: What's your number? Excellent. For?
0: My number two uh, I'm now dipping into the m c u yeah, here we go, uh and I have gone with the iron Spider from infinity war nice, it's so cool, yeah, it like is. And it's like it's introduced so early in the movie as well, which is great, mm-hmm. um, and um, it smells like a new new car in here, like it just like it's it's brilliant, and what I love about it's that this suit was meant to be his, uh but later down the line. And it's introduced to him early because he's put himself in this dangerous situation. Yeah, and I love that he's learning about the suit um, all the way through, not just Infinity War, but Endgame as well. There's like a degree of it; he's still learning about it. Um, and especially the the first fight in the Infinity War, the fight between uh, Thanos and the group on uh, Titan, mm. is brilliant. And he's like, "Oh my god, I can do this!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's 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 really really cool. But it's not just that; it's a suit that is in the comics. Yeah. We know this exists. We've never seen it before. You know, we've seen in all the other Spider-Man movies, we've seen variations of the standard Spider-Man suit. And we have seen the Venom Spider-Man suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we've seen. This is something that I think we've been desperate to see for a long time. And they absolutely nail it as a look
1: because it was uh, i think was introduced like in the civil war series was when the iron spider suit was brought in so it might be where you could say a movie late because it wasn't in the civil war movie but it it works but and it it doesn't look identical to the one in the comics but it 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 looks enough like it to be like yeah no that's that's the iron spider suit that's
0: definitely it it's perfect i think it's just and it just looks brilliant so yeah yeah that's my number two
1: it's fantastic okay
0: here we My go. Number one, we are still in
1: the MCU. Where have we got? We've got Loki. Loki, Loki, Loki.
0: Loki, Loki, Loki.
1: I mean, really sort of Ragnarok Loki, but at the same time, nice. anything that he has worn, he has looked fantastic in. Let's be honest, this is just Tom Hiddleston. This is Tom Hiddleston is the best-dressed character.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> the green suit he wears in the first Avengers he, film th- in Germany? Th- oh.
1: no, 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 the green suit he first wears when he visits Thor in Thor, when, yeah. when Thor's captured and he's wearing the green suit there, he looks great yeah. in that.
0: Oh, he looks stunning. Uh,
1: he looks brilliant, but I think Ragnarok Loki, and he wears the black suit at the beginning of that when uh, Thor tells him he looks like a witch. Uh, yeah. He's wearing the black suit. But the uh, but his green suit that he wears, obviously, when he's in Sakaar, and then when he arrives at the end and he's got the big... The, the horned helmet is fantastic. I mean, Only
0: Tom Hiddleston could have pulled that
1: off. Yeah, totally. It's a shame, apparently... Uh, like you can't really that that horned helmet is not something that can realistically be worn because of the way the weight is balanced on it like there's too much weight on the front it just always falls forward so that's why most of it's cg but it looks great and it's utilized as a weapon in uh in ragnarok as well but just it it's loki you just you you see the outfit you're like that's loki's outfit that is that is loki's outfit if you see someone else wearing it you're like that's Loki's outfit. It is just—it's icon- again, it's iconic. It looks great. Just, I, I'd like to wear it just every day, not just to conventions. I would, I would wear it. <laughs>
0: I would the helmet and everything. I would
1: wear it to Sainsbury's.
0: <laughs> you know, be, I mean, the helmet would definitely help with social distancing. Yes, it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be there in the coffee aisle, Neil. So, <laughs> but yeah i just i just love that look but specifically yeah the ragnarok one because it's got it's just the color pops more and it just it's just lovely i love it i love it so go on then what's our number
0: one well my number one here we go we ready for this oh i don't know am i oh are you ready for this it's from the fifth element oh yeah i mean that's like one of the most you want to talk about style style yeah luke besson it's anything. John Paul Gautier
1: did all of Jean-Paul the. John Paul Gautier, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And I've gone for. I've picked one of the most iconic things. It's Ruby Rod's leopard print suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's stunning.
1: Oh my god! We'd already talked about the real Ghostbusters, and now you're talking about someone who looks almost identical to Egon.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Jean-Paul Gaultier does the costumes for everything. And yes. it's so, what I love is that he just went mad with it. Mm. And Luke Besson was clearly like, just go mad with it. And he did. And the looks that he created, he created like these down to earth looks with uh, with, uh, with Corbin Dallas. Mm. Um, you know, uh, he went like alien uh, with like, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with the aliens. The the Lilo amazing. Lilo the Lilo, yeah. I think
1: he was the one that came up with the idea for the cigarettes with the longer filter and the smaller white yeah, cigarettes. Yeah. That was his and, idea. And
0: I love that. But what he did, like Ruby Rod's character is that annoying reality TV presenter character that Chris Tucker nails. Mm. Um, Like he plays it so well, but it's larger than life. And the you couldn't put him in a suit with the Egon hair Mm -hmm. wig because he takes it off. He does. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And he's got different hairstyles, but putting him that and that leopard print jumpsuit thing with like the open top, like it plays on so many. It plays with the idea of gender. Uh, mm-hmm. cl- uh, it plays with the idea of what's the, you know what men will wear, what women will wear. Um, the character is so sexual but asexual, and when you think of Ruby Rod, like you think that that suit, yeah. that suit is the one you think of. And you go. That is stylish. And Chris Tucker pulls it off so well. He
1: does. He's actually he's actually like a futuristic Rylan Clark. Now that I think yes. about it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No. It's a great. Yeah. It's a great outfit. Great design. It's a good yeah. top five. That's. I'm really happy with that
0: top five. That's this a week, really good so. top five. Well, well. Done. Pat on the back from both of us. One for uh, the vault. One for the yay. vault. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. Thanks again for listening, guys. It's always fun having a chat about this. It's always fun covering the stuff that we do. And I hope that you enjoy it and that you get informed as well as what's happening in the world of geek. If you like this podcast, please, please, please hit subscribe, give it a share, let people know about it. And if you really like it, leave us a wee review wherever you listen to it
1: yeah absolutely and you can follow us on all the social medias we're there on Facebook just search The Geekatorium we're on Twitter and Instagram at The Geekatorium Uh, we also have a Patreon now with our Patreon we have like deleted scenes we're going to have loads more content we want to give you all this content the only way you're going to get it is if you go onto patreon.com forward slash The Geekatorium even if it's maybe one pound a month three pound a month anything you can do because we want to give you more and this is the way
0: to do it if you want more that's how you do it. so once again guys thank you so much for listening in and yeah we'll see you next week we'll see you soon Bye-bye. bye bye bye